0: Hi guys, this is your host Ola and welcome to the All Things Money podcast where I'm here to discuss all things money from budgeting, saving, investing and everything else in between. We all know that sadly it's becoming increasingly difficult for first-time buyers to get onto the property ladder. With new obstacles propping up, it can be hard to navigate the housing market if you have never done so before. Because of this, I'm joined with the team at Journey and Eric Miller, a mortgage advisor from Affinity Mortgages to discuss the different obstacles to home ownership in 2023. Hi guys, how are you all doing today? Yeah, great. good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very excited because guys, if you're listening at home, we are live in a studio today, which is very, very different from what we normally do. So yeah, I'm feeling good. But how are you guys? Yeah. i
1: good. Excited. I, uh, Me too. I'm really cold. I've complained about this before, but no, excited <laughs> to be here today as well. It's great to be with you guys today. Thanks Brilliant. for making the trip over.
0: Brilliant. So for those listening today, please introduce yourself to everyone listening.
2: Hi, so I'm, I'm Eric Miller from Affinity Mortgages. Um, you know, I'm very excited about this project, um, giving uh, people an opportunity uh, to get onto the market
1: in a way they wouldn't have been able to before. And hey, I'm Nick. I'm one of the co-founders of Journey. I'm from Singapore originally, but I've been in England for about nine years now. I used to be in finance, but, you know, recently took the plunge at entrepreneurship to really try and help solve the home ownership problem. You know, it's problems that I face myself trying to buy my first house. Spoiler alert, I still haven't got my first house. <laughs> And it's, you know, problems that Vince and I came across when we were investing together in the real estate sector.
3: And I'm Vincent. I'm the other co-founder. I work together with Nick. Uh, I'm originally from Austria, but I've been in London for the past seven years. You know, what really motivated me to found Journey was that um, the rental system is so different here Mm -hmm. versus back home in Austria. And there's a lot of things that are quite broken about the rental system here that we're motivated to fix, which is uh, why we found Journey.
0: Which is very exciting. I'm not going to lie because obviously I know what Journey is. But for anyone listening, what is Journey and how does it work?
1: Yeah, sure. It's it's really simple. In a nutshell, Journey is a platform that allows every renter to basically earn a fractional ownership of their home. Now, in sort of layman's terms, to make it super simple, you are renting and earning equity in your house. And the way it works, it's really cool. So you can submit your home to us if the home works. And then we'll allow you to move into that house after making a 2% deposit. Now, throughout the entire length of the lease, our leases are eight years. What we do is that we help you earn at least 1% of ownership in that home every single year. And that's through a combination of paying market rate rent and an equity contribution. And the idea is at the end of these eight years, you have a 10% implied ownership in the house. And what you do with that is totally up to you. You can either take that and cash it out at the full market value, or you can use that as a basis of a deposit to get a mortgage and buy the home back. What we effectively let you do is you can move into your dream home today and you can basically treat it like it's yours as a renter with the goal of eventually owning that house.
0: Interesting. So I guess it's completely different to like renting from a private landlord, for example.
1: Absolutely. We think it's a it's a more effective way of renting. It's it's renting with the an ownership-like mentality. We even allow you to, to move in your pet and I know most landlords don't allow that.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a very huge run at the moment, especially <laughs> myself looking to like potentially move out. I'm like, I do you want a little dog, so I mean, who's, who's going to allow me to bring this dog into the house? We allow house, dogs. Like? We
1: allow you, too. Don't worry, I, I <laughs> too. <laughs> <Me> too.
0: <laughs> My mum won't be visiting then. So when it comes to using Journey, can anyone take advantage of your services?
3: Yeah, we're, we're building a platform that's accessible to as many people as possible that are frustrated with the way renting works today or can't access uh, their first home. So our typical criteria are that you have to be above 21 years of age and earn at least £21,000 in terms of household income. But other than that, we're typically more lenient than your traditional mortgage lender in terms of what you're required to do. Actually, what you've seen in our plan is that a lot of younger people are applying. So people who are younger than the average first-time home buyer. So a lot of people in their 20s looking for alternative schemes to get on the property ladder. One example for of a recent customer that that's actually applied to use Journey is a nurse in Manchester who who. Um, because of her salary, which is very stable, but not high enough to afford the homes in her area, she's unable to sort of buy her first home. And in in addition, she has a pet that she always wants to bring with her. And she's struggling. <laughs> the
0: classic pet. Exactly, the classic <laughs> pet. pet, pet. <laughs> pet. And,
3: and she's struggling to find sort of a landlord that's willing to accept uh, her and yeah. her dog in, in their property. So she sees Journey as a viable alternative to both buying a home and renting yeah, yeah. a home in a way that works for her. And she has this stability to live in her home for up to eight years without sort of the landlord bugging her.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really yeah. good example just because I feel like a lot of people that listen to the podcast probably fall into that kind of demographic in the fact that they have stable income. You know, so many people that listen have got great grad jobs, you know, but again, so many of them are single. So again, with affordability, it can be really hard to get a mortgage. Yeah.
1: Oh, and I think one thing that that, that I took away from when Vincent Callad had this call was that this person is a nurse in the, in the NHS, our healthcare yeah. workers cannot even afford a house. And these are the people who are quite literally holding the health of the country together.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I completely agree. So I'm glad you really used that great example there. So I guess when it comes to Journey, how is it different from saving up for your house?
3: Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, You know, what we want to do at Journey is bridge the gap between renting and owning a home, which we feel right now is a very big gap in the UK. And the way we're doing it is by allowing you to rent a home and build wealth while you live in the home. So concretely, what that means is that you get to live in a home for eight years without any risk of the landlord kicking you out and at the same time build equity in the very home that you're living in. So that means you can redecorate your home, repaint the walls or bring a pet. You can even make larger changes and we'll cover part of the costs. You you might ask, you know, why would we do that? Um, You know, at the end of the day, if the home's worth more, our funding partners win, our customers win, which means that we win at the end of the day as well. So our mission is really to align the incentives between the landlord and the tenant to create a system that's more equitable for for all parties involved.
0: Wow, amazing. So I guess a question that I've got for you, kind of Eric, is obviously we know that there's a huge gap between home ownership and renting. And you know, I know so many people, especially you guys listening at home that want to buy their first property. Why has home ownership become increasingly inaccessible?
2: I think for most people it's saving the deposit. Um and everyone will tell you it's it's a struggle to save the deposit when the rents are going up yeah you know there's a cost of living crisis um landlords are being taxed even more Mm -hmm. all they can do is pass that cost onto the onto the tenants um and every tenant say every tenant generally when I speak to people the thing about home ownership is about the security yeah so knowing that they don't have to move knowing that um they can lay down roots in the area um landlords suddenly selling up and saying they sell it to another Mm -hmm. investor it it puts it makes everyone feel uneasy so Yeah, the security is definitely something that they're looking at.
0: And would you say that the increasing house prices is affecting people's affordability to get on the property ladder as well?
2: Yeah, so a lot of people try and say, well, I'll save a little bit longer. But trying to save at the same rate that house prices are increasing is very difficult. Yeah. And then with interest rates having gone up recently, it's kind of made it necessary for other solutions to be found.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's really interesting. And I guess, you know, We've spoken about obstacles, and this is what the whole podcast discussion is about today. What obstacles will home buyers face this year? Um, the rates. The rates. Definitely the rates,
2: yeah. Um, criteria wise, um, lenders are trying to be a bit more flexible. Okay. Um, but they are looking at ONS data when it comes to your, your utility bills. Mm-hmm. And because that's gone through the roof, affordability has come down
0: yeah okay interesting and when you say rates just for those listening what do you mean by that
2: um so the interest rates are what people are being charged to borrow money
0: okay amazing and i guess you know how have these obstacles changed this year compared to previous years
2: um well obviously coming off the back of a pandemic they wanted to drive spending yeah so there was the stamp duty stamp duty holiday um and obviously interest rates dropped they dropped and dropped and dropped people were able to get sub one percent rates something we've not not i don't think we'll ever see again
0: Interesting, um, but that
2: just meant that people could really borrow four and a half five times five and a half times mm. their income and the any of their debts in the background weren't causing an issue yeah whereas now their debts are going up you've got interest um your interest is rates changing on loans and things like that so yeah it's making it more difficult to save landlords putting rents up because they need more money to cover yeah. their expenses. So yeah, it's just taking a lot longer
1: for everybody.
0: Yeah, and what would you guys say? It's it's
1: actually you know Eric, you have you've, you've hammered in that point completely well when it comes to why buying a house is so hard. You know, I think I read a statistic the other day. The average home price right now is nine times someone's you know average income. Nine in
0: times.
1: Year. Yeah, I think it's like <gasps> the average home price all around is like two eighty five k. Your income is roughly around like thirty k yeah. on average. Mm-hmm. So don't quote me on that. Um, so it's it's insanely hard. And, you know, wages just haven't really even kept up with the rate of house prices. Yeah, not at all, right? You're seeing a struck. I mean, the UK itself has a structural undersupply of housing. Yeah. Everyone knows that. The current conservative government, probably not the current PM because we've seen so many changes. Yeah. <laughs> they've said in their election manifesto, they want to build 300,000 houses a year. And they think that would address the issue of undersupply, which theoretically means that the prices should come down shocker the government has not been able to hit that target ever since it's it's mm-hmm. it, they came up with it and you know they've actually publicly abandoned this target right now I don't know how you feel but but for me as a you know a first-time buyer it's like the the goalposts keep moving yeah and it doesn't seem like there's any way that you can fix it in
0: yeah and it's interesting you say that because I found a stat the other day and I posted this on LinkedIn about how the average age for home ownership at the moment is around 32 years old which I think is slowly increasing and I was like. You guys as well at home, I kind of asked, you know, how does it make you feel? And a lot of people are just kind of fed up. And like you said, Nick, with the goalposts moving, it feels like it's going to be impossible to ever own a property sometimes. I don't know if you guys agree with that as well.
1: I think, honestly, it's it's challenging. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. And, you know, know, 2023, there is sort of um, a sense of cautious optimism when it comes to, you know, buying your first home. Interest rates, you know, the Bank of England, they've softly signaled that it's kind of peaking right now. So they don't expect any further rate rises. Now, that's not in black and white, but it is sort of like consensus around the market. And, you know, what that means for mortgages in the medium term, that's how mortgages are priced. They're they're priced in the medium term expectation or interest rates. We may see them coming down. So from an affordability aspect, it may be a little bit more sort of attractive for customers. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, there's still a sense of cautious optimism because, you know, as Eric rightfully mentioned, house prices are at an all-time high. Um, people people aren't just being able to save enough to compensate for the 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 rate at which house prices are going. And yeah. let's be let's let's be clear as well. Wages have completely stagnated. We're in a cost of living crisis right yeah. now. Someone in their twenties, even though the dollar amount sorry the pound amount be, <laughs> sorry we're in the UK the pound amount may be worth more than what the, someone in the 80s was making, but in terms of real wages, it actually isn't. Like yeah. you're actually making less for what you can afford.
0: Interesting. It's really, and like you said, it's really sad because wages have stagnated. I know many people are, you know, wanting to make more money. They're looking to ask for like higher salaries. And to be honest, I've spoken to a lot of businesses recently and they've said they just can't afford it to increase people's prices. So yeah. I do now sympathise with a lot of companies and businesses alike. So it is really hard. But Eric, I'm keen to hear your thoughts. Do you think that prices will kind of come down as a result of everything going on at the moment?
2: Uh, so I think they've dropped a little bit already. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think the prices are coming down. I think there's just a slight correction. Yeah. Um again coming off the back of a pandemic, uh, the stamp duty holidays, it really drove people to invest. So first time buyers were then struggling because they were competing against investors.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. The investors can afford to go over asking price. That then pushes house prices up. Sometimes those valuations don't quite come back in. Yeah. But by then the first time buyers are out of the picture. See. At the moment, we're in a, a good position where the the properties are kind of going for what they're worth, yeah, um, yeah. and they might be down a little bit, but because the interest rates are up, people are paying a little bit more for the for the same property. Yeah.
0: And when you say correction, I'm assuming you mean that prices may have been overinflated beforehand. Yeah. 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 They were
2: definitely. Definitely. Probably more than they
3: were. They were worth. But borrowing was so cheap. Yeah. People so could people afford to to invest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And what about you, Vincent? What do you think?
3: Yeah, I think we totally agree with Eric. So uh, we were actually running the numbers yesterday. We were preparing a small pack for some customers Mm -hmm. who were interested in home prices. And, you know, we saw that home prices have come down sort of for five consecutive months now. And actually, we're seeing some early signs of home prices stabilizing between December and January. So it's uh, early days, but it it looks like good signs for the market. I mean, from our perspective, we don't actually see it as being a bad thing that home prices came down a bit. Mm -hmm. You know, as Eric mentioned, there was a bit of um, a bit of a bubble uh, that was going on sort of towards the end of 2021 and into 2022 mm. that we're seeing come down a bit to more healthy yeah. levels and yeah. it's enabling a lot of first-time buyers to get back into the market and it's just a good entry point for a lot of people to enter yeah. the housing market.
0: So guys are you listening at home hopefully this could be some good news for you guys looking to go onto the property ladder this year. So I guess another question I have for you guys as well is what part do you think mortgage affordability played in this change?
2: Well if if Clients aren't afford to purchase the houses. Mm. You know those first time buyers; they're restricted to to what they're able to to bring to the table. Yeah, um, just means less buyers in the market. Yeah, um, we know that the investors are slowing down. Um, interesting. They, were, they certainly were slowing down. So people that need to sell then having to drop the prices just a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's really really interesting to hear. So I guess as well, another huge thing that's going on in the market mo- at the moment is interest rates are constantly changing we've also recently heard that interest rates have gone up to four percent how do interest rates affect businesses customers and people in general
1: i mean i'll I'll say how interest rates affect our business Mm -hmm. and then maybe you can comment and jump in eric and vince um i think from the offset interest rates don't really affect the way we like to serve our customers because the way journey really works is that we match make you with our funding partner okay and as an aspiring tenant you want to move into your house and our funding partner wants real estate exposure now, where that kind of um, works is that our funding partner doesn't actually buy the house on any debt. They cash buy the house for you completely. Okay. So what that means is that their cost of capital is significantly lower. And you know, Vince and I fundamentally believe the lower the cost of capital for you to run your business, the better the customer experience is. And you know, as, a, as a potential tenant, someone that wants to you know, get on the housing ladder of journey... This really means that you know, irrespective of where the interest rates go, up, go, irrespective of where the home prices go, you will not run the risk of getting into negative negative equity as wow. you would do with a traditional mortgage.
2: Yeah, that's key. I, I think everything in the media has been about interest rates rising. Yeah. Yes, interest rates rising, interest rates rising. Nobody's paying attention to the fact that mortgage rates are coming down.
0: Okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that myself personally.
2: So the mortgage rates are linked to the swap rates, which is the the cost the the cost of borrowing. From each other, the banks borrowing right, from each okay. other. Um, they all have funding in the background. So when we first heard about rates going up, all the banks panicked. We know some of the major banks shut down. Um, yeah. Us brokers could be logged in, sat in a queue, waiting to submit an application and they just cancel and go, sorry, no, no more I've heard about that, a lot of now. people in um, there. Were, there were people that had, certainly the regulated mortgages were generally safe. If yeah. you had an offer, you were safe. On the unregulated side, um, there were lenders pulling offers, so all kind of crazy things happened. There was a panic. Yeah. All the banks then put their rates up massively. The last three times the base rate has gone up, mortgage rates have continued to come down.
0: Oh wow! Okay. So what does so, that mean for those listening at home that might not understand what that means? It,
2: it, it means it is. It is now is a safe time. Okay. It's, you know, it's a, it's a safe time to get involved. The key is that they're stable. They're not bouncing around up and down. Yeah. Um, I think. The recent recent rise, none of the banks have put their rates up. Yeah. The variable rates have gone up. Um, but in terms of getting a fixed rate, you're still able to secure something. Um, a few banks are still announcing small changes because they've now factored this in. They had to go back to back to square one, figure out what their worst case scenario was, see if the base rate had risen to 6% where some people were talking about it going, how would their, you know, their funding lines feel? What would happen? They've obviously now rethought everything. They've put their own plans in place, and so yeah, it's a
3: it's a steady place to be, yeah. which is which is good.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm really glad. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else to add?
3: No, I think uh, we fully agree with what Eric says. I mean, we're seeing that in the market as well. So everything's stabilizing a bit. You know, after a really crazy sort of second half of 2022, yeah, we're now seeing a new normal. Um, and you know, I think it's a great time for a first time buyer to start looking at the market and and looking at their options. Maybe speaking to their mortgage advisor. Be able to assess whether it's the right time for them to be able to enter the market right now.
1: I mean, the economic outlook is, is, isn't great, but it's not the worst as well. I mean, today, the FT reported that, you know, we narrowly avoided a recession and consensus okay. was before that, that we were going deep into one. Still not out of the woodwork yet, but mm-hmm. as Vince and Eric have said, there is like a slight light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Well, at least it's, something is promising, finally, because I feel like <laughs> all you get surrounded by with, you know, home buying and everything else going on at the moment, it's just all doom and gloom. So this is really positive to hear. So I guess when it comes to you know obstacles and everything that we're kind of facing at the moment this year, how does Journey help home buyers overcome these obstacles?
1: Yeah, sure. So there are two main obstacles that Eric and Vince have kind of touched upon. One is the deposit, you know, mm-hmm. you can save you can save up as much as you want, but you know home prices will move. And two, it's really the affordability of mortgages. You know, specifically not just the cost of how much mortgages are, but realistically the um something that we call the gross income multiplier, how much you can really borrow in respect to how much you actually earn. And the way it works with us, one, you only need a 2% deposit. You know, we we take a forward looking view on where you want to get to get to on a home ownership ladder. And you know, because you're we're gearing you up for that, we're able to lower our deposit watermark a lot sort of um significantly lower than what other traditional lenders would require. Because the idea is to get you to that 10% deposit at the end of at the end of the lease. That is our sort of a quote unquote promise to you. And when it comes to affordability, because we're we're gearing you up for home ownership, the average sort of a, and Eric, please jump jump in and correct me if I'm wrong here, but my understanding is the the average sort of gross income multiplier is four point
3: five x. That's what lenders, accept yeah, that's that's generally the,
2: the the starting point. You know, yeah. there are
1: certain lenders at certain deposit levels that will go higher. Yeah,
2: certain schemes, first time buyers that may offer a little bit more. Yeah, um, but really, four and a half times your your salary is the kind of way you're looking at starting. Yeah. Then people also have to remember to deduct any loans, car finance. Yes, it, it's an all in. in. <laughs> it's yeah. an all yeah. in. Yeah. yeah.
1: And f- for those out there, what that basically means, if you earn, for example, you know, ten thousand pounds, um, four point five x borrowing means you can only get a mortgage for f- of forty five k. Yeah. And the way we look at a journey is we allow you to go up to six x your income oh, wow. because we're gearing you up for homeownership. We're getting you to the point where you are prepared, so we're able to be a little bit more flexible on, you know how it works when it comes to affordability
0: yeah amazing so I guess my main question for you guys is how many people have currently signed up to journey so far
3: yeah no that's a great question I mean we've actually been overwhelmed with the reception that we've gotten since launching so we've had hundreds of customers apply to be part of journey uh totaling over 70 million pounds worth of homes wow so um these these are customers all over the country so all over England and Wales um, typically young people who are looking to make their first step onto the property ladder. But there's also a couple of older people there who, for whatever reason, missed out on their opportunity to get on the property ladder. So we're really excited to, to start serving our customers and you know offering an alternative to get on the property ladder.
0: So one of the biggest questions I have for you guys that I know many people at home are wondering, is Journey safe to use?
3: Yeah, so in many ways, Journey is just as safe as a mortgage. So actually, you know, as Nick mentioned earlier, Our customers don't buy the home on debt. It's an all equity solution. What that means concretely is that if home prices fall, there's no risk of the customer going into negative equity like they could potentially do with a traditional mortgage. In addition, we offer our customers full flexibility. So anytime after the two year mark, they're free to leave without a penalty and can still benefit from the growth and value of their home uh, in, in terms of the equity that they accrued in their home. Um, there's two other points I would mention. First of all, uh, like a traditional tenancy, we are regulated by all the standard sort of AST regulations that make sure that you as a tenant are treated fairly and that we are bound to the, the type of works that we need to be doing and making sure that the home is maintained in proper order. Um, lastly, you as a customer of Journey, you have the right but not the obligation to be able to buy the home off of us without any competition. What that, what that means is that any time after the two-year mark, you can feel free to exercise the option without worrying that someone else is going to come in and sort of bid one pound so, higher than you yeah. and win the bid. So yeah. that, that's not a risk that you face with Journey.
2: Yeah. You also, um, one of the difference between owners um, and renters over the last sort of uh, 12, 18 months is if you fall into difficulty and you've got a mortgage, you, 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 know, you can go to the bank and they can help you out. There are, there are options. When you're renting, you don't necessarily have that, um, and so Journey actually they can they can be of assistance in that sense, more more like a more like a lender than a that's right than a landlord.
3: That's absolutely right. Because of the way our leases are structured, we can actually sort of find a way uh, to help you sort of weather the storm in case you have fina- face financial difficulties temporarily lower your payments, for example, until you get get back on your feet and can make the full payments again. So as Eric rightly mentioned, in some ways we're a bit like a lender from that perspective, Um in the good ways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, amazing. Thank you so much. And I guess lastly, you know, with the Help to Buy scheme ending as well at the moment, what alternatives are proving popular with first-time buyers?
2: It's usually the enhanced multiples. So um if you can get in with a lender that will offer, offer you more against your, your income, that's what people would normally take advantage of. You know, there were... There are lots of people that are in a position where actually they've got deposits they can borrow from family, um, some lenders will secure against another property. Okay, It's wonderful if you've got access to that, but not everyone does. Yeah. Once you, for the young people living at home, they can save. They stay at home a little bit longer and they save. It's not, you know, sometimes they, they need their freedom. You know, they need their freedom. They want to move out, um, staying at home and saving. Yeah, great if you're happy to some people want to get on with their lives yeah. and
0: some people have no choice but to and I think a yeah. lot of people forget that because I feel like you know some people have this outlook that renting is just wasting money but I know so many of my friends have had to move to London for a job which yeah. means they have to you know rent these extortionate prices yeah
2: yeah yeah London I mean London's another world <laughs> London is just another world uh. people sort of say I mean ownership in London is is I mean I don't think I'd even think about it <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Thanks, yeah, so Eric. so I live in London, you know. I'll, I'll be able to sort you out a solution. I'll, I know some guys we can uh, have a chat with. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. But
3: yeah. Journey
1: no, journey think. works in London too, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's about um as I'd mentioned before the security. Mm. Um finding somewhere that you can call home, knowing that you can bring your pets. Yeah. Um your landlord's not going to put the rent up because their personal situations have changed. I mean, I've heard from I've heard from people that sort of said my landlord's getting divorced, so they want to sell the house. You know, your kids are about to start school. What are you going to do? Um, not everyone can travel back in time and save. And it is wonderful. It's, you know, in hindsight, if everyone started saving when they they got jobs at 16, started saving for their first house. Literally. Person, started saving for their first house. <laughs> the minute
0: I stepped out of the womb, I always say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, by the time you're 25, you might have a nice deposit. Yeah. If that's if that's the path you've, you've chosen. Um, not everyone was in the position to do that, yeah. and not everyone will be in the position yeah. to do that. So where you can afford to pay your rent, why not pay rent at the
3: property that you can eventually own? And 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 just to add to that, you know, since the help to buy scheme ended sort of last October, we've actually seen a lot of interest in journey. Okay. Um so a lot of the applications that we got sort of followed the end of help to buy. It really created a new interest in alternative products that can yeah. help first time yeah. buyers get on the ladder because a lot of people really relied on that sort of 5% deposit to get on the yes. ladder and now that it's not available anymore. They're um, sort of faced with a situation where there's no obvious path uh, forward to buying your first home.
0: No, amazing. Thank you guys so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you all on, especially as we know the current housing market has become increasingly difficult. So, yeah, before I let you guys go, though, if anyone would like to start their own journey, with you, how can they go back? I, I love how
1: you use that pun. It's normally yeah, me flooding. using it, <laughs> guys. It's it's super simple. Go on our website, joinjourneyj.r.n.y.com. Really easy. Just sign up. It's a quick application process, and you know, booking a call with one of our team, Khaled, Vince, or myself will come and talk to you, walk you through the process. I know Khaled's gonna start looking at me for me saying this now, but uh, let us be your journey home, guys
0: i had to plug i
1: had to plug that marketing slogan
0: i love that and to be fair i definitely think i've learned a lot more about you know the whole situation at the moment and with journey so you know it might be something i'll be keen to do as well so yeah as always love to help you out and as always i'll leave all of the links in the podcast description guys so make sure you go check them out
3: cool thank you awesome thank you
0: Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the All Things Money podcast. For more All Things Money, make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast and make sure you tune back in next week.